What's up, guys? My name is Joey Jacob, and you're listening to the Jaco Collective Podcast. Hey, everybody, what is up? Guys, my name is Joey Jacob. Welcome back to another episode of the Jaco Collective Podcast. I am here with Malin. Malin, say hello to the people. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. Yes, yes. So happy to to have you. Um, hey, before we get going, let me just do a couple things. Um, if you're listening, uh, if you're a new listener or if you haven't listened before, um, please be sure to go rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, uh, go follow us on all of our uh, social media platforms. You can find us at the Jaco Collective on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, also, if you feel so so inclined, leave a review on the podcast. Unless it's negative, we don't need your negativity, so never mind. <laughs> but go ahead and rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so let's hop into it. Uh, I am here with Malin. Mm-hmm. Uh, now listen, we have known each other for, oh man, it's got to be forever. like seven minutes by now. I think it's seven minutes. I think it's Maybe been eight. seven to ten minutes, potentially eight. <laughs> um, so I'm super excited to get to talk to you. Yeah. But because we've only known each other for seven to ten minutes, yeah. we need to do a get to know you section. Let's okay? do it. So I do this with a lot of people who come in that I don't maybe know as well. And it, it varies from this or that segment or a would you rather segment oh my gosh or I something. love would you rather okay good because okay. today is a would you rather segment okay so this oh is the gosh. get to know you segment with Maylin. Okay. all right here yeah. we go we're gonna start off with an easy one okay because would you rathers can be kind of tough sometimes we're gonna start off with an easy one okay milkshakes or ice cream oh gosh let's go with ice cream okay Definitely. ice cream yes would you rather chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream. Oh, chocolate for chocolate sure. Chocolate ice cream. Awesome. We're tracking on the same page Good. so far. All right. Let's get into a little bit more difficult. Would you rather eat the same meal okay. for the rest of your life or not use social media again? Oh, uh, okay. Hold on. Oh, man. So I would say not use social media again. So you didn't have to eat the same meal every day. Yeah, I really like food. Wow. But if it was a Chick-fil-A meal every day, that's okay. So Okay, I, so there I could really, be a caveat, yeah. but the basis of it is you would not use social media. Yeah, I think... Fair enough. Yeah. I did not expect that answer. I know. I did not expect that answer. I don't know if I expected it either. All right. Do you have a pet? I do. You do have a pet. Okay. That means this next question can stay intact. Would okay. you rather give up your computer or your pet? Oh my gosh. I'd give up my computer 10 times. Wow. Yeah. You're nice. You're nicer than I am because I have a dog as well. <laughs> okay. And I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, listen, my, it depends on the moment. Sometimes my dog's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so it, he's sassy. Depends on how well he did that day. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, now, it's a, now it's a threat. I will give you up if you don't oh stop. I will keep my really computer. Nice. <laughs> okay. This one, uh, th- this one should be relatively easy, but maybe kind of hard depending on it, what temperature you like. Would okay. you rather live in a place that's only hot, like a hundred and like, like just over a hundred degrees, like hot all the time okay. or always freezing? Oh gosh. I really like both. So this is, that's not the right answer. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, I'd rather it be really hot. Really hot. Yeah. Oh. But oh. then I would just sometimes go in the AC. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't, I don't know balance. if you can cheat. I don't know if you can use that loophole. Yeah, I'm like the AC. worst in this game. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to like make this both. Well, I'll live in a place that's always hot, but obviously there's homes with air conditioning. Exactly. So I've got... To- yeah, you have to think about these things. All right. Yeah. Last one. And, and I think this one, uh, this one sparks some, some, some funny thoughts, okay? Would you rather begin every sentence with, hey, idiot, or end every sentence with, ha ha, I was just kidding? 
Oh, gosh. So, hey, idiot. You either have to start every sentence with, hey, idiot, and then your sentence. <laughs> or you have to say your sentence and end with, haha, I was just kidding. Oh, shoot. Oh, I mean, obviously, I kind of want to start every sentence with, hey, idiot. <laughs> hey, idiot, what's up? Yeah. See, I think that would really help me in life. I think everyone would really <laughs> like that. <laughs> Are you an Enneagram person? I'm obsessed with yeah? it. Yeah, what's your Enneagram type? Oh, I wish we could talk about the Enneagram the whole time. We can we can take a couple minutes to talk about the Enneagram. This <laughs> I, is a get to know you segment. Oh, okay. And good. I'm kind of running the podcast, so we can kind of do whatever we want to. So we can do so whatever. So let's set that. Heck. Let's set that down right there. What's your What's your Enneagram type? Oh, I love this. I'm a seven. You're a seven through and through. There's no wing. Do you have uh, a wing over either side? I, I don't really know which one. No. That wing. Okay. But I'm a seven. Okay. And let me just tell you what. I, when you read those little like bingo things that describe like <laughs> yeah. you, I fit every single one. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know. I could just go on about it. But how long you? have you known? How, how long have you, how long have you kind of been into the Enneagram and how long have you kind of known your type? I think it's been maybe like, oh gosh, maybe a, a year. Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. know. But I constantly look it up. Sure. Because you can... There's these websites, and who knows if they're right. I mean, I believe it. But it's like, based on your Enneagram, what is your exercise habits? Yeah. And based on your Enneagram, what relationships would you work the best in, that type deal? And so I read it to my fiance all the time. Yeah. Because I took the test for him because he wouldn't take it. What? What's he... Well, I try to answer each question like it was him, and then, which is, I don't know if that works, but I think he's a nine, okay, which is good, okay, yeah. That's what solid. about you? So I'm an eight. So I'm a, oh. a I'm a complete I'm a complete eight. So like okay. some people have wings. So wings are like you have one number, and your wing is either one number to your left or one number to your right. right. So if you're a seven, you could either be a wing eight or a wing six. But not everybody has a wing. Uh, it, you can just be so much in that personality type that that's you. just, that's just you. Yes. And that, that's, that's me. Oh, um, you're just eight. I'm just an eight. Uh, I don't have a wing. <laughs> like anything that I read, that's like an eight wing nine means nothing to me. An eight wing seven means nothing to me, but just the eight. Like, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just the eight. Oh my God. Uh, so the, so the eight is the, uh, they call it the challenger. So mm -hmm. it's the, uh, the kind of angry one. Uh, the uh, direct one, oh, the uh, efficient yeah. one, like, hey, oh, let's, yeah. uh, the very business minded kind of person. Yes. Um, and so I never really got super into it um, until after me, it should have done it before, but until after me and my wife got married. Me and my oh. wife will be married for three years yeah. this October. Uh -huh. um, and so we never really got into it until about a year after we were um, married. And she's a four. Oh, so what is a four? So a four is uh, one of the more emotional types. So it's like the romantic. Yeah, She's yeah. always um, fantasizing about what could be or like what what a fairy tale would yeah. be like. She's the type of person that'll go on vacation for a week and come back and be sad because okay. she just because so, it so, ended. Yeah. Yes, because it ended, and she loves vacations mm. and things like that. But for the longest time. An eight and a four are very opposite. She's very emotion driven. I'm very logic driven. Oh, gosh, she's yeah. very she's very emotional. I'm very like facts and mm -hmm. like, hey, this is just the way it is. Yep. And so for a long time, we didn't know why, why each other. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know why we were the way we were, and we'd been married like a year. Uh -huh. And then we started to discover um, mm -hmm. like our personality types a little bit more. And we had taken personality tests before, but they had been different ones. And the good thing about the Enneagram is it not only tells you kind of how you act, but it tells you why. Right. So it's like the 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 drives behind why you do certain things. Totally. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, that's why you do that. And for her, it was like, oh, that's why you do that. Yes. So it, it was super helpful. It makes um, you empathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can almost really see another person. Now, don't get me wrong. You, you don't want to define yourself by, by your number. And no sure. one is like 
that's all they are. But if you tell me, hey, I'm a really hard seven, I can read about a seven mm-hmm. and get a decent idea about what you mm-hmm. are and like understand some of the things that maybe you go through and right. and things like that. Um, no, it totally, so, it, it changes the way I've looked at people. Yeah. I'm just a firm believer, believer in it for sure. sure. Yeah. So, I mean, and another interesting fact, I don't know if you knew this, but most of the time eights are men. It's sure. very rare to I find don't a know, woman. Yeah. I don't know a lot of women eights. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. just a thing. Yeah. So that's all. I've always, always am curious about what, uh, if, if, if people are, because I've had a lot of people are that are into Enneagram and it's like you either know about it or you don't. Oh, yeah. It's well, like you either know about it or you're like, what's, what, what's that? Or like, I heard about it, but I have no interest in it. No, I'm so, like yeah. so pumped you asked me that. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. That. So do, do you follow all the, the Instagram accounts? Oh, yeah. There's like, oh, yeah. I'm, like I'm coffee, just, any, Enneagram and coffee. Oh, gosh, and like, yeah. there's a couple of like funny ones uh, oh, that, are, that, are like, that are like memes about the Enneagrams. Those crack me up. Oh, I love them. Oh, goodness. But it cracks me up because thinking about going back to our would you rather question, would you, could you imagine being in like a, a really important co-write? And either having to start your sentence with "Hey, idiot," or end it with "Haha, I was just kidding." Like somebody you've never met before, like a great writer. This is like a dream co-write. And you're like, man, I really like that. Hey, lyric. idiot, that's a good idea. It's like, hey, hey, I really like that lyric. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm being serious. No, I'm just kidding. And they're just looking at you like, what's your problem? It's like, well, I kind of have this thing where I have to say, haha, I'm just kidding after every sentence. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just kidding. Like I just lost this bet one time. I know, and, right? Yeah. And you're I'm, locked in it forever. They're like, yeah. I admire your commitment. Oh, I mean, I'm just so glad that that's not my reality. Yes, Because yes. like nothing would work out for me. Yes. As soon as I, I as soon as I, like I was, I was kind of doing some research for, for this episode and kind of looking up some, I was like, man, what would be some funny things kind of talk about hey, and yeah, ask? Yeah. And I saw that one and I thought, man, could you imagine being in like a super important like record label oh, meeting gosh. or a co-write and being like, I am so excited to work with you guys just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Like, what? oh gosh oh man all no, right so that's, that's a perfect horrible. segue into uh some of the uh some of your uh, backstory in a little bit um yeah. so yeah just tell me a little bit about about yourself uh if you're not from nashville where you're from uh, mm-hmm. and and how you got to nashville yeah totally okay so i grew up half in mississippi and half in alabama so hattiesburg and huntsville okay and then i finished high school i went to college i went to auburn university and we're eagle and then after that it's when i came to nashville okay so i've always written songs and i've always you know sang in my room i would write songs and sing to myself and i was shy to share it for a while and then i um gradually as i got older would perform places yeah and it was always like my ambition to do that um when i was 15 about to turn 16 i found this opportunity um just in an email, it said, Nashville Opportunity, uh, Mike Doyle's songwriting workshop. Okay. And you could just apply for it. So I applied for it. And little 15-year-old me got an email back that said, congratulations, you've made the workshop. Wow. So it was once a week, and my sweet mom would drive me yeah. up there. So anyway, so I, um, I met Mike Doyle, and I would you know, kind of keep up and show him like, look, I'm getting better at songwriting. Um, of course, like I said, I finished high school and I went to college and I would kind of keep up with Mike and, you know, try to be diligent. Sure. I would email him like sometimes only a couple of times a year, yeah. sometimes once a month. Um, eventually we lost touch. But when I turned 21, I showed up in the parking lot of that same place I used to go for the workshop. And I used to pray that I'd run into old Mike Doyle in that parking lot yeah. and be like, hey, do you remember me? It's little 15-year-old yeah. me used to come up here all the time. Um, 
it actually happened. Wow. Um, so yeah, like at 21, I was in the parking lot. I ran into Mike and I said, hey, do you remember me? And he did. Thank goodness. Yeah. After all those years. And so <laughs> um, basically that was the door that led to my now publishing deal. Yeah. Um, and my management deal as yeah. an artist. So um, I guess that in a nutshell. Yeah. Was any of your family musical at all? Um, You know, we all like like to play guitar yeah no one is a serious musician okay um so i guess the answer is no but yeah. it's was that introduced to you at a young young age or did you just kind of pick it up or see it and be like man this is something i want to kind of learn on my own or was it like your your family kind of was that always around you so you were always you know playing guitar or playing piano or whatever it may be um you know my dad like kind of like fiddled around with okay, it yeah. um and he would play the guitar for us and it was fun and we'd all sing together on the way to school and that yeah. kind of stuff so i guess um it was around sure it wasn't like a huge part of my childhood yeah. but i've always just kind of known okay that this was like my thing like, yeah this is my passion okay so um it just took growing up and yeah. growing into that dream yeah. now where now you said um so going to going to school what did you major in in school so when I went to Auburn, I um, majored in not music, not music, okay. not music. I majored in communication and business. Okay, awesome. Um, and I always, yeah, well, like I, this is perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. This but is great. <laughs> I was kind of hoping, gosh, I hope I actually never have to use this. That's like, fair. Yeah. I hope that I can meander my way into a full time career yeah. as a musician. Yeah. So at what point? So you said you kind of this has always kind of been your passion. Yes. Um, but at what point? Did you, um, maybe you and your, and your family, at what point did you realize that it, it could be a career? And now, now hear me when I ask that question, cause I know a lot of times, you know, people think they want it to be a career, right? but there's never that reality of like, Oh, I, I could never actually do this, but wouldn't that be cool? Right. So, so the question is not, when did you want it to be a career? Right. When did you actually realize that it could be like, there was actually people in the world who did songwriting and, and did music. Was that at an early age or did you not really discover that till a little bit later? So, so to pick up the story that I, yeah. I just started, like when I, um, you know, I, of course I knew Mike growing up, you know, and then lost touch. And then at 21, I made, ran into him again. And then at that point he introduced me to, um, purple beat, okay. which is music publishing. And so at 21, I started, quote unquote, you know, dated yeah. that um, publishing house. Sure. Like they would send me tracks. And in my little college room, I would write to those tracks. It was EDM tracks, actually, yeah. which is hilarious awesome. because I never thought I I cared for EDM. I didn't listen to EDM, yeah. but I took it and ran with it. Um, now I love EDM. Sure. But in all this to say, you know, I started writing to those tracks and I would send them back all the time still in school. And during that time, I actually remember the exact moment. I was driving my car and I was like, whoa, like this could be my career. Yeah. Because if I do well enough, keep writing the tracks, keep sending it to them and keep on like, hey, hey, you know, I'm right here and I'm getting better type deal that this could turn into a publishing deal. Yeah. And then oh my gosh, I am a songwriter, a yeah. professional songwriter. That's how it so works. Yeah. That was that moment where I was like, this could this could be it. Yeah. Now, did that, uh, when you first entered into college, did yeah. you go into college knowing that that could be a thing? No. Or did you go into college thinking, okay, I'm going to end up getting some type of job in communications or business or whatever, and this is always going to be like a passion that I may do on the side? That is what I feared. Okay. I feared that. Yeah. Um, because... 
you know, a lot of this industry is like a huge mountain. Sure. And you're like, I want to be a published songwriter. I want to be an artist. But how? Like, how do you how do you start? Who do you yeah. got to know? Yeah. Um, and I know that can be so disheartening. Um, and so I kind of was at that spot where I was like, I want to do this, but how, how, how? And then, um, but what it took was realizing, looking back, like what are the connections I have managed to make yeah. and what can I grow? And it happened to be Mike Doyle. Yeah. Major Bob. Um, and so I just was hoping to like build up that connection. Yeah. So all that to say, I kind of thought, you know, if worse comes to worse, I will have, not that this is bad, sure, but that I would do a job, um, a career in communication and business and yeah. just have a hobby of songwriting. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, at what point did you actually make the move uh, completely to Nashville? Because I know you, you said you visited a ton. When did you actually like pick up and, and move here full time? Um. I picked up and moved here right after graduation. Okay. So, um, actually, it's been a year. Uh, a year as of like two days ago, I yeah. think. Yeah, wow. Look at that. Um, Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a year. I moved up here. And it was nearing the end of me like dating. You okay. Know, quote, unquote, dating. My my publisher, my now publisher. And they offered me a co-pub deal, um, which meant, you know, they'd set me up on, on all these co-writes and sessions, help me out, grow me, but I still needed to pay my bills. A sure. Lot. So I got a side hustle. I worked at, um, over a restaurant here in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, I was a hostess and a waitress and it was hard cause I was full-time writing and yeah. I was also doing that. Um, and then after, I think it was probably like five months of doing that, they ended up offering me a, a full publishing deal which meant that I was paid, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was on salary. And so I got to quit my side hustle. Yeah. So nice. Now, did you do, because um, I know there's a couple of different structures to publishing deals. Did you do like a, a draw up front and then they like recouped it after the fact? Or yes. was it just like um, based on cuts or, or things like that? It was a draw. Okay. Gotcha. Monthly draw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That could yeah. be recouped. Yes. Yeah. So just for those, you know, who, who have no idea sure. about that, that kind of world, uh, publishing deals typically will work that way where they'll give you X amount of dollars per month and then you write songs and if they get cut and then recouped, then that goes back towards that. But that basically, like you said, that allows you to focus on that. Right. And not have to work side hustle jobs or, or things like that right. and really put energy and time into that. Totally. Um, so that's super, it's super uh, awesome to be able to, to kind of have that kind of thing yeah. and be able to put complete time and energy into your craft and into, into honing that. So that's right. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, um, now talk to me a little bit about where, where did LA come in? Um, cause I know that you go back and forth between, uh, LA. Right. Um, so have you ever spent any time in LA other than, uh, when you like started songwriting? Have you, did you ever go there as like a, as a kid and think that you wanted to connect those two together or how did that piece come in? No, <laughs> I had never been to LA. Um, basically this past year, my life's been just nuts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and just, just a disclaimer. I mean, everybody's path to, to getting to be, you know, a songwriter, an artist, it's like totally different. Sure. Um, and it, there's no rhyme or reason to, you know, my story is just my story and yeah. your story is yours. But yeah. in my particular story, uh, it basically my world got switched around because when I got my full publishing deal, um, the setup was they said, you know, we'd like to offer you a full publishing deal, um, which is great, you know, uh, but we want you to move to LA. Oh, wow. They want you to move. Yes. Okay. And, and I didn't know what to do in that moment <laughs> because I really felt like I should be in Nashville because yeah. I was growing so much. This is like 
songwriters sure. here are just incredible. And so I um I kind of bargained a deal. I was like, okay, hmm. So I prayed about it, I thought about it, and then I said, All right, now listen, I've heard a lot of people bounce between the two cities. Would it be possible for me to do six months in LA and six months in Nashville for this year? Um and then I talked it over with the team and we internally worked it out to where I do two months in each city. Okay. Two months here, two months there. Yeah. Back and forth. And so, um, so it's been really, really great actually because the talent that's in Nashville and then the talent that's in LA, both so strong, but yeah. they're very different. Sure. And so I've become this like mixture, um, like this great influences coming yeah. on both sides. So I'm growing up like super quick and um, LA, I'm getting used to it. I'd never been before, yeah. but now it's kind of half of my home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So with you doing two months and two months, do you, uh, do you have people that you stay with or like, do you have places in both and you just kind of leave them empty for two months at a time? Or like, do you have, oh. do you have two complete <laughs> living rooms like set up? Like, how does that work? Well, if there's anyone listening that is considering bouncing between the two, which is becoming more common, um, maybe you can do what I did. So what I do is I keep my Nashville apartment year round. I got a, a pretty good um, rate on it. Sure. So I can keep that. And then when I'm in LA, I Airbnb, a studio apartment. Um, and what I did was I Airbnb'd it the first trip. I figured out I liked it. I liked the neighborhood. And so then I bargained a deal and I said, okay, listen, I can commit to four more months out yeah. of this year. Can you give me a discount? Yeah. And so. Nice. Yeah. So she gave me a discount. And so now that's kind of my setup. And, yeah. And it kind of feels like familiar when I go back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super, I think that's super good too. Cause just on like a, on a practical note, even like beyond, beyond like moving to different places and like doing that. I feel like a lot of times when people are just starting, they feel like they have to take what they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, and, and in the last, in the last five minutes, you've, you've literally given me two examples of where you've taken what you've gotten mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, uh, let's do a little bit better than that. Right. Uh, so even with the publishing <laughs> yeah. deal, it's like, ah, uh, cause anybody else in your situation would have been like publishing deal, Antarctica. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, they, know, you know, you want to move to Alaska for you? Totally. I got it. It's publishing deal. I'm getting yeah. paid, you know, but for you to kind of, to have the, uh, almost the maturity and, and the, and the patience to be like, well, thank you. But can is there any way to to do kind of this and this so you didn't have to leave where you felt was home? Right. Um, I think that's super that's super helpful, especially for for people to know that just because you're you're just starting or just because it's something new, yeah. you don't have to take what's what's given to you. There's always room to everything's negotiable. You know, everything and it, is, so, and that really is a good point because I've had friends who just like me right now. I'm 23. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, so I'm kind of new and sure. I've had friends who are also are 23 and they've been offered their first publishing deal, which sounds so exciting, yeah. you know? And in their case, it was a no, they had to say no yeah. because when you read the fine print, you definitely need a lawyer. Everyone needs a lawyer. Sure. It's not always the right fit. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter how great that team is. It might not be right for you. Yeah. And that's like so sad. But yeah. in my case, I, this team I work with, I love them. They're just, it's genuinely the perfect fit. Yeah. Um, but you still gotta be smart and yeah. think about it. What's best? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, now, what at what point did you kind of move from singer songwriter land, publishing world, to uh, wanting to kind of be your own artist? 
or was that was that always like the was the artist thing always a dream for you or was it like I'm gonna start with songwriting and then you started to realize that maybe the songs fit you the mm-hmm. best and it's like well why don't I just do this myself what what did that what did that kind of journey of realization look like for you yeah um I think my whole life I have equally loved writing the song and singing the song okay I mean it, to me it's like one yeah um and it's not that way for everyone but in my case I started realizing that like in a co-write we'd write this song and then I would be so excited to like go ahead and like record that like let's demo the song I want to sing it I want to hear it back I and it felt like I was telling my story and then I started realizing that in my case it'd be devastating to like not be able to have my voice tell my story yeah because all these songs now granted there are a lot of songs that I write uh, and I hear them back and I say that's not my song sure I mean, I technically sang it. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. We should pitch this for someone else, and so we do. Yeah. But um, it just—it seems like it's just a part of my journey that, like, th- some of these songs that I'm saying, they just—they have to come from me. Sure. You know. So that was just kind of a natural step for yeah. you to to kind of okay. Well, the yeah. only way I'm going to be able to do this, and for me, is like to kind of establish myself as my own my own artist. Right. Like from kind the of beginning. I, yeah. I said I. I even told Purple Beat, who I'm signed to now, that um, I do want to be a writer, but I do want to be an artist. Sure. I mean, I've never wavered on that. I've yeah. always wanted that, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's something, too, about when we're writing, when I'm writing a song, I picture the tonality, I picture the delivery, and so, like, I need to, to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's half of it, in sure. a way. So, sure. If you can picture the delivery from yourself then maybe then that's something wh- that's for you. Right, yeah. yeah. If you were like, yeah, there's no way I can see myself singing that. Oh, then yeah. it's like, Which still, still a good song, but like, hey, why don't we, why don't we give this to somebody else and, and, oh, and yeah. do that side? Yeah. That happens a lot too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I would imagine, I mean, how many songs, so let's just say, what, what is a full-time week of songwriting, uh, whether you're in Nashville or LA? Yeah. What, what does that look like for you? So, is that two writes a day? Is that three writes a day? Um, so for me, every week, pretty consistently, whether it's Nashville or LA, uh, it's, one co-writer a day and it's um me another co-writer and then a producer and of course sometimes it's different um but we normally start if it's nashville we start at 11 if it's la we normally start at one just (laughs) funny (laughs) people's leaving i guess (laughs) i don't know and then um i guess of course changes but most of the time i feel like sessions are like six hours sometimes it's two i mean who knows yeah um sometimes i write for film and television okay uh, sometimes I write for my artist project. Yeah. And then sometimes I write for other artists. Yeah. 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 So That's awesome. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Now talk to me about, uh, talk to me a little bit about, um, about your artist project and kind of how that got going. Um, and kind of what the, uh, what the thought was behind like maybe the branding of it or what kind of artist you wanted to be. Like how, when, how did you swap your brain from writing songs to now thinking what kind of artist do I, do I want to be? What was that process like? Oh man, you know, I think I'm still kind of in sure. that sometimes. And yeah. I'm sure, I don't think an artist really escapes that in a way as far as yeah. figuring out like, no, this is me yeah. because we change for people, right? Yeah. But um, it has been interesting because uh, I've only been songwriting full time for exactly one year. Yep. I mean, dabbled, wrote alone a lot in college and stuff in high school. But I think, just a side note, I think co-writing is so important. Sure. Like you you can't become a better writer with like 
it just helps so much. So there's no yeah. way you leave that session without being a better sure. songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so throughout this past year, I've realized some of the stuff I sing is this one lane where it's really smoky and dark. And yeah. then there's this one lane I ride in and sing that's really poppy and bright. Yeah. Then I got EDM. There's so many lanes. Sure. Um, and so what we did on my management team was we said, let's just start putting some songs out. Yeah. Let's just see what lands, what demographic, you know, yeah. what who likes what yeah, um, absolutely and we've through that been able to figure out that um kind of what represents my personality the best yeah. and what people respond to the best yeah so Just, i'll tell you i um so moving into uh to talking to talking a little bit about about your songs um so this is actually the first song that i heard from you that is still the jam to this day the song is called hello beautiful and it's probably my favorite okay that's all i'm saying so talk to me a little bit about this song, because I would say that this one is probably a little bit more in that brighter range, right? Totally. Bright, poppy, hey, hello. See, beautiful. that's just jamming right there. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So talk to me a little bit about, about this song. Yeah, and so... Was this... Is this the first one that you put out? Like after yeah. you... So this was the first one. So so talk to me about the writing of this song, what what you wanted to, to kind of see out of this song, and um, why why you decided like, oh man, because with how many songs you write, there's plenty of options. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> what made you choose this one is like, man, I think this was the first one I'm going to put out as like an artist project. I, um, so we wrote this song for film and TV. Um you know, kind of think like an ad, like, sure. a, like a target ad yeah. type deal. Um, but I got the song back, like the producer sent it to me and, um, I was like, shoot, I really like this. Yeah. I was like, I know Uh-oh. it's, yeah, I know it's not really written for my artist project, but I like it. Yeah. And it's me. Sure. Um, it's kind of sassy and like, yeah. you know, a little bit of humor or whatever. Yeah. So I, um, I told my publisher, I said, uh, I like this for my artist project. And I, I think it took like maybe like a day or two. They came back and they said, okay, you're right. Yeah. Because at first they were like, that's for film and TV. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I just felt like it really was me. Yeah. In a song. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and so that is, I think that's one really important thing that when you have an artist, especially when they're starting out, um, is being able to, cause you're always discovering your sound. Mm-hmm. But I think that artists can sometimes hear things uh, and they either like, oh man, that's me or, oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, ability to discern those two things, um, I think it's super helpful for an artist to have, even if they haven't really identified their sound, it's necessary to identify at least their, their own culture, like their own artist. Like you can hear a song and say, eh, I don't know if that's my sound, but it definitely tells my story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the ability to discern that is uh, is super is super cool to have as as a new as a newer artist. Um, and it sounds like that's something that you were able to do on the front end mm-hmm. um, to be able to kind of start releasing some of these things. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, it's still hard sometimes. But oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think it's a struggle that'll never go away. So like, uh, you know, in that there's. A lot of times dealing with people, there's this saying uh, that there's tensions sometimes between things or between people. There's some tensions that are there to be managed mm-hmm. and there's some tensions that need to be like deleted. So like if you've got issues with a coworker or something like that, sometimes that tension is a good tension to have. Like, hey, like I think this, I think this, let's come together on it. Um, some tensions just need to be eliminated. And I think that right there for an internal artist, an internal tension for an artist, that's a tension to be to be managed. I don't think you ever, if you ever find 
find yourself like just living in one spot, um, I think that means you're not growing very much as an artist. If you're not listening to new things and, and potentially thinking, oh man, this could kind of be cool, this could be cool, then you're not creating anything, you're not being innovative. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a that's a tension to be managed for sure. Oh, um, I love that. So and anybody anybody who's out there who's like, oh man, I just don't know what I'm doing, like I feel like that. We, none of us do. No, gosh, I don't none know. My none mind's going to change tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. And you know, we'll be 45 and our minds are still going to change tomorrow. I think you that's know, good. that's the world. That's kind of the world that we live in, especially being in the, in the creative field. You know, I think when you're in the business world and you're working nine to five and like that's your thing, mm-hmm. that's kind of your thing. But when you're in the creative world where things are so fluid and, and flexible and um, a lot of times it's good to have multiple sources of income, you know, you're talking about writing for film and TV. That's a revenue stream. You're talking about pitching other songs. That's a revenue stream. So to have all those kind of different things, your mind's always going to be bouncing from from one to the other and one project to another, one idea to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think that's what spurs growth. And that's yeah. what, because you never would know what kind of is over here if you're just like, oh, no, I'm good here. Yep. I've got my lane right here. Yeah, um, totally. So that exploration and that kind of internal tension, I think is always something that no one should ever be like, oh man, like how do I get rid of that? Yes. It's like, no, 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 no. Like you need to manage it, but like don't ever try to get rid of it because that's that's your driving force. Like that's what is going to grow you as an artist or as an individual or as whatever you're doing as a creative. Yes. Um, so I think that's, that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, let's talk about this song. Um, this song is um, "You Go With Me," also a jam. Thank uh, you. Also in the in the brighter pop world, right? Brighter Probably pop brighter, world. Brighter, yeah. Yep. So tell me a little bit about this song. Tell yeah. me uh, a little bit about the writing of it, and then um, again a little bit why you why you kind of maybe chose this one. First of all, uh, go back to "Hello Beautiful." Where was that written? Nashville or LA? Oh, "Hello Beautiful" was written in Nashville. Okay, so what about "You Go With Me"? "You Go With Me" was written in LA. Okay, so we've got some so we've got some some, some combination here. Yeah, yeah, we some, got some, some spice. Of both. But they fall into that same brighter pop. Yeah. Um, which is kind of that's one reason why I picked it. Out of all the songs we write, yeah. I was like, one, I love "You Go With Me." Um, every single word was written by me. Every single like melody was written. The producer like brought it to life. Sure. One of my favorite producers, Scott yeah. Stewart. Um, but, um, it's, it's one of those things where yeah. I was like, literally that's, that's all, that's my words. Like, yeah. that's how I talk to my friends, you know? Yeah. Um, so I loved that it fell into that same lane. Um, musically and that it represented me and so I was like this has to be the next one we put out it was actually the last one we put out yeah yeah that was the most recent one yeah and it's been really awesome because um, I've never made a a Spotify editorial playlist until that song yeah that's awesome when we first got it I was jumping around and then we ended up we got uh, three more on it okay so it's been great because I hope we just like every artist, yeah. I don't care what stage you're at. Like you just, you got to celebrate any kind of growth, like a first, you yeah. know, and it's just reaffirming and I just want to keep going and running with it. You sure. Know? Yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so going into like an opposite direction of um, maybe a little bit more to the EDM world, um, mm-hmm. you're about to uh, release um, a song um, that's actually released today yeah. called Castaway King. Yep. Yes. Yep. 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 So... This is the very beginning of it, which I find, which is super interesting to me. I love it when things start a little, a little differently. It's a little wonky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about this song and uh, I'll, I'll get us into the, to the meat of the song in the chorus while you're kind of telling, where was this written? Sure. What was this? What, how did this song come about? Y'all, this song, 
I'm just telling you. Okay, so we wrote it in Nashville, and um, we wrote it as a piano ballad right here on Music Row, you know, and very melodic, very ballady. Yeah. And then um, my producer, not my producer, my publisher ended up pitching it as an acapella. Okay. And it became an EDM song. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So here's this Castaway King. Now, now, for you, is this something? Is this something that that you could see uh, fitting into like uh, what you would do as an artist, or something fun that you enjoy like being featured on? Because I know there's a, those are kind of a little bit different. Is it is this kind of like a, a different side? Because obviously this has got like a little bit of a different feel than maybe mm-hmm. you go with me and Hello Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does that kind of look like as far as fitting into your um, discography as as an artist yourself? Right. Um, as an artist, it is. Um it's a cool side um, love of mine in a sure. way. You know, it's, I love EDM. Yeah. And in this case, it was amazing to be this feature, getting to write it and getting to sing it. Yeah. Um, and I hope that anybody that enjoys my, my music that I put out under my artist project would also enjoy this. Yeah. Um, but it's just a chance for me to explore a different sound. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I think I, again, going back to the conversation earlier, it's always good to to have those kind of feet in different in different areas. Oh yeah, um, I'm down. Because next thing you know, mailing EDM artist is oh, yeah. is right around the corner. <laughs> Look, you know, I'm down to try any genre. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, that's a that, that's a question I meant to uh, screamo. I, it was on my, there. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a sample? Yeah, yeah, hey, idiot. Actually, we have a clip right here. Oh, God. <laughs> Please. Um, no, I was going to ask earlier, have you always kind of gravitated towards um, uh, pop-ish music? Was there ever, like, ever like you being from the South, was there ever a, a country stage or, like, uh, anything like that? Or did you always just kind of fall in love with, like, kind of the pop elements and, and, and pop melodies kind of early on? It's so funny. I have a huge country accent. I'm sure this podcast, when I hear it back, I'm going to say, oh my goodness. No, you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but I'm, I've actually never been um, that into country music. Sure. I know this is blast for sure. me. But um, I've always liked pop music. Yeah. So no, I, that's great. Yeah. I mean, and Nashville is really, uh, really kind of transforming as well because there's a lot of things in Nashville that are starting, it's starting to become a little bit more of a pop of a pop uh, yeah, area. It's definitely growing. Um, so of course there's, there's country. Um, but I think... Um, I've only had, I mean, I've only had one country person on this podcast. Mm. Um, and then one other, uh, he was like a traveling, uh, MD and, and he was a, a touring musician that played country music, but he also played pop. Um, he Whoa, played, yeah, he, cool guy. he played, well, he played with Ben Rector and he was, uh, he was Ben Rector's, um, music director mm. and he was Hunter Hayes's music director. So he was in the country world, but then he also was in the pop world. And so like Ben lives in Nashville and I, so uh, Nashville really does have like a kind of a more underground kind of pop scene mm-hmm. um but it's kind of cool to see it's not all it's not all just country country music which there's a place for country music obviously country music right. is great um but it's not it's good to see a mesh of of things um and kind of see it all kind of coming together i agree, um, I agree. so yeah well listen this has been awesome before we go um beef uh give me something that wh- what would you have to say because we earlier on in our conversation, you, you said that you were in that spot um, where you realized that you could do, um, you know, have a publishing deal as a as a career. Um, so, kind of as a final, as a wrap up, what would you say to someone else who is also in that spot, 
who is like, man, I want to do creative something full time, whether that's photography or whatever it may be, uh, an artist, a songwriter, whatever. But I just don't know the next step to do. Um, what would you What would you say to someone who wants to make something creative uh, their their full time job, but just doesn't know the next step? Right. Well, first I want to say. Oh my goodness, like I get it cuz it was a year ago yeah. that I was kind of sitting in my room going, "Oh my gosh, like what do I do?" So it's not like I'm, you know, 30 years down the road and I'm an old expert. Yeah. But I do know one thing. Um I do know that it matters. I mean, everyone says it. It matters who you know, your relationships. But just hear me out. Sure. So like I'm all about like visuals, but it's like if you were run a ship there's no way that you can steer the ship and you can also be raising the sail and you can also be on the lookout tower and you can also be like maybe you could but i don't it might not work out that well sure you might run into something you know but if you have amazing people that you're with and they're really good at certain aspects it's gonna go over better yeah there's a reason why everyone was created so different there's so many personality types there's so many skill sets and you need to find the people that are really good the things that you're not that good at sure i mean my things are songwriting and singing like through and through but i'm not that great at producing i can't produce at all just side note yeah i there's everything that my management team does and everything that my publishing team does are things that i can't do well sure but i don't need to because together like we complete the package yeah it's kind of a complimentary team it's around a complimentary yeah. package yeah but with that said of course that sounds grand like let me go find a publisher and they'll help me out where i'm weak but a lot of times i'd say probably 99 percent of the time i don't care what you're doing whether it's songwriting or you said photography or artist i don't you know whatever yeah. it is if you have a friend who is really good at social media, let them run your help you run your social media. Yeah. If you have a friend who could help you put together a website, like sit down with them, let them help sure. you. But help them too. Yeah. And then in the end, you could have your team can just be these people you work well with and it doesn't have to have a fancy title because in the end, I don't care how old you are, everyone around us has these different skill sets. Um, so I would say like, the biggest tip is to find your team and um and figure out the best mold you yeah. know yeah yeah that's that's been my biggest thing this year that's what i've learned yeah, for sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome and mm-hmm. i think i think there's something something to it as well is is there's a, there are a lot of people who like well i don't i don't know those people so i'm just going to just you know do it all myself and a lot of people say hey do as much as you as much as you can yourself but i think it at some point there is kind of a, a law of diminishing returns, right? Where you're you're doing so much yourself mm-hmm. that now the quality of what you're doing is starting to, to go down a little bit because you're trying to write all by yourself and your songs are starting to sound the same. Yeah. You're trying to produce all by yourself and your songs are, are starting to have similar production elements or right. you can't come up with any fresh ideas. Right. Um, so for songwriters or for, for you know, artists, mm-hmm. get into co-writes, get in with, even if it's local friends that, you know, the I, I've heard people say that the best way to kind of, 
you know, kind of what, what's that path to a publishing deal? It's like, well, even if you don't know anyone, if you have friends who have publishing deals yes. and like, like get in the room with them and get your name on songs that are good songs, mm-hmm. get your name on good songs yes. that other people can see. And then your name starts popping up and then one thing leads to another and you get an email or a phone call. It's like, Hey, your name has been on the last like seven really good songs that we've pitched and have gotten cut. Why don't we talk a little bit more about what this looks like? Yes. So just getting yourself in the room and, uh, you know, I, I've heard it, I have heard it said too, that it's about who you know I've also heard it said that it's it's less about who you know and more about who knows you Hmm. Um, oh, that's so cool. it's so it's a, it's it's both right it's it's both of those mm-hmm. um so it's not like mutually exclusive Th- those two things go hand in hand it's like you need to know people but also people need to know who you are so yes. get out there take opportunities say yes to things get into co-writes uh yes. play those writers rounds that don't seem like there's anybody there and mm-hmm. and things like that um because you never know what relationships that'll foster and kind of what path that'll that'll lead down totally. um, and then you may meet some of your team in in those uh in those environments you wow. know Right. You may meet part of your team, and it's like, and then you can tell the story. Fifteen years later, how did you meet them? I was in a, uh, <laughs> a hotel Indigo at, at the writers' yeah. round on a Tuesday night, and somebody came up to me. It was like, "Hey, I'm just getting into to, uh, website design. I would love to help you out." And the next thing you know, that's kind of how that's you that's how you build your team. Exactly. Um, so that's super helpful to no, know. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, anything else that you would like to say to the people? Let us know where you can. Uh, let us know where we can find all of your uh, all of your stuff, um, and uh, talk a little bit about what you got coming next. Yeah. Okay. So definitely, I'd love to connect with you guys because, I mean, I've shared a little bit of what I've learned this past year, but I'm like always trying to learn new stuff, and I want to know what you know too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my name is Maylin again, and it's M A Y L Y N. On Instagram, it's I am Maylin with underscores um, after every word. And um, I'll just say this. I think everyone should just keep an eye out because I'm always putting out stuff yeah. um, for my artist project and there's more features coming up too. Sure. And um, yeah, I'm just ready to connect. That's awesome. That's awesome. Are you doing any shows uh, around uh, around Nashville or, or LA? Um, none yes. that we're pro- Okay. So, well, yeah, I just- TBD on the shows. <laughs> TBD. Yeah, TBD. <laughs> but see, uh, the good thing... Yeah, yeah, Instagram. <laughs> I looked over it, but yeah, totally. Like anytime there's a show, I, I I put it on Instagram and I make sure to like tell guys. So, um, I'll put it there and I'll follow you back. I'll see yeah. when your shows are type yeah. deal. And there we'll you just go. Hang there out. you go. See, we, we get the exclusive here on the Jayco Collective. Some things we can't talk about. It's okay. Oh, yeah. oh, it's okay. Yeah. We just have to be secretive about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got a secret. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, Malin, thank you so much. It's been great having you. Thanks for taking your time. Um, guys, again, uh, go check her out on um, all of her social uh, platforms. Be sure to um, like and follow the Jayco Collective um, on all of our um, social platforms. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, be sure to rate uh, and subscribe to the podcast. And as always, we will have episodes out every other Monday. Um, so we will see you next time.